Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Raw Redeemed podcast. I am Sarah. If you don't know that by now, you probably already do, so I probably don't need to say my name every time, but I'm excited for this episode. I've realized a lot of the episodes that I'm going to be sharing are, are real, they're all real life, real world experiences, real life, real world connections. And I do believe in a physical world and a spiritual world, obviously, and not just a spiritual world of angels, source, universe. All of those are the expression of creation. I believe in a spiritual world with the creator, the meaning one. There is one. There's not a bunch of them. There is one. And his name is God. His name is Jesus. His name is Holy Spirit. Uh, and I, prior to getting on this path, was on the path of severe, deeply wounded, fucked up beliefs about myself because of past experiences I had with other humans, with the world. We live in a broken world. And growing up, childhood, emotional neglect, uh, just emotional neglect in general led me to believing things that are not true about myself, led me to separation from God. And we all experience that every single human, because we came into this world post creation of the world, post Adam and Eve. (laughs) So we live in this post uh, world, which is a very broken world. And I think a lot of us, so many of us, We try and fix or heal or unbreak our brokenness. And and we we there are many paths to that. And for me personally, that path led to led to learning about God, knowing about God, accepting God, letting God into my heart and into my life, and being the front man, that's the front and center amigo of my life. Like he's my amigo. He's my homie. He's my bro. He's, (laughs) he's my numero uno. And I love that now because with him, all things are possible. And, and with him, I see things differently now. And that's what I am. I am created this podcast for us to share with you my perspective, my vision, my way of seeing things, my way of hearing things. And it's changed a lot. But prior to really having the relationship that I have with God now, uh, I just had a relationship with what I would call spirituality, manifestation, just openness, wanting to be a better person, wanting to live a good life, a better life, really much more of a selfish life, a life where I wanted everything that I wanted and I want it now, right? We, and we, our culture promotes that our culture, um, expands on that. Like everything you want is available to you. You can have everything you want. (laughs) And when I when I went down that road, I, I was going down the road of like, that sounds amazing. Sign me up for that. Let's sign up for all the programs that promote that. And uh, what I really wanted was internal peace. None of those programs provided that. They, they got me close to it. They provided some of it, but there was still always what I experienced uh, was a missing piece. And the missing piece was God, was not just God, Jesus Christ, not God. Like, I'm going to pray to you. I'm going to manifest to you and I'm going to get everything I want. And I'm going to tell everyone about it. But the peace, eternal peace. And that was Jesus. And it was so amazing because when I first had my daughter, I thought, oh, I am 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not staying with her father. He's a fucking asshole. He's a narcissist. He is just pure demonic evil. And I started to realize that more when I got into spirituality, more, it was much more of a selfish thing, but then I started to read the Bible and I started to see, holy shit, it's not just a selfish thing. This is a biblical thing. The Bible talks about demonic spirits and evilness and fallen angels. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. This is like Aladdin, a whole new world whoa, this is wild. This is so wild. And so reading the Bible really piqued my interest. And then it kind of opened my eyes to, to this, like, this is not just a spirituality thing and everything is butterflies and rainbows <laughs> and unicorns dancing on clouds. But this is truth. This is truth. This is foundation. But as I decided very early on to get my daughter out of that toxic environment that was present, and I was a part of it uh, with with her father and I, uh, I thought, I'm going to raise this child right. I, I'm going to do it different. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to teach her. Uh, I'm going to build up her self-esteem. Do you notice the I, 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 I? I'm going to build up her self-esteem. I'm going to raise her right. And, and it wasn't a selfish act, but there was a missing piece. I thought I could do it. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And I, I truly believe that I am to the best of my human ability. And there's always a missing component in our humanness. And that is when we don't have a relationship with him, we have a relationship with ourselves. And that's a very limited relationship. And so much of society and culture promotes that. But in my, I'm going to do what's right by her, I noticed that we needed edits. So I decided to title this episode Necessary Edits because I love reading. Uh, in a different episode, I talk about the tattoo on my shoulder and how it's this girl, this flirty little girl, and she's a teacher and an educator. I have a bookshelf tattooed on my shoulder. I love reading. I have a giant bookshelf in my office. One of my favorite movies when I was growing up was Beauty and the Beast. And my favorite part of that movie is when Belle is in the library and she goes in the Beast's castle. And oh my God, God, I would love to have a room like that in my house. And there's books and she's just climbing up on the ladder. She's got her arm thrown out. And it's kind of funny because that's like the girl on my tattoo on my arm. She's got her arm thrown out and she's ripping a page out of a book. I don't think Belle would ever do that. I would never do that. <laughs> but she's she's just loving this is library and the books and the learning and the wisdom and the knowledge and the education. And oh my gosh, and she's her, her nose is just stuck in a book. And in the beginning of Beauty and the Beast, the, I think it's Gaston, and he's like, get your nose out of that book and put your eyes on me. I'm so gorgeous. I'm so handsome. Look at me. And I'm like, whoa, Gaston's a little narcissistic, don't you think? And <laughs> I'm like, I love Belle. I always connected and deeply resonated with Belle because she's got her nose stuck in a book. And I was like, that was me growing up. I was the one that won all the stickers at the library every summer for the reading fair. I remember winning a trophy in sixth grade, and it was my biggest most proud memory of sixth grade is I won this little eagle trophy because I read a hundred books. I did cheat, but I loved reading. That's the point. And I love books and I love the wisdom, the knowledge, the education and the awareness and the insight and the ability to learn and open our minds and expand to new things, new concepts, new processes, new thoughts. And I love the truth. The truth sets you free. And so I love books. And so at the beginning of my journey, I thought, I'm going to raise my daughter differently. I'm going to raise my daughter right. I'm going to raise her proud. I'm going to raise her to understand and know her worth. And of course, bought tons of books. 
about incredible books, books about women as the main character and, and how they're powerful and they're capable and they're able and they can do whatever they want and they can follow the heart's desires and they can go on adventures and they can dream and they can imagine and they can have anything and be anything that they want to be. And I, I tons of books. I read these to her all the time. And it was quite fascinating because last night we had a friend stop by and my daughter's birthday was in January. I'm recording this at the end of March. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's the 24th. And it's so funny because the little girl in the character, she has the number 24 on her shirt. 24th is my birthday. The 24th is my daughter's birthday. So exactly two months ago, um, our friend ordered this book for her. And it's it's about a little girl who can do anything. And it's amazing because I'm going to share with you the differences between the girl, the character in this book, and the girl who's the character who is a woman that I met when I went uh, up, up north, I say at the little, our little getaway. And when we get out of the valley and we go up into the mountains, uh, there's a woman that we met up there, beautiful older woman. I think she's in her late sixties now. She's already retired. Oh my God. You speak about a beautiful soul and a woman, holy fuck, who has gone through hard things. She lost her son to suicide. Uh, she's got an estranged relationship with her daughter. Uh, but she does have another son. He's in his thirties who lives with her in an RV park in a trailer. And she is a woman of God. When we first got that place up there, she came over and she, she told, we had beautiful, deep conversations about our relationship with God, the things that we've been through and the ways that he's changed our lives tremendously. And so she left me with two Bible verses and scripture. She wrote them on a little sticky note in beautiful handwritten cursive language, words that, that look exactly like, I, I wish I could share a picture with you. Her handwriting looks exactly like my Mima's, like my grandma's, like my mom's mom's, it, it almost identical. It looks like she wrote it. And her name is Nancy and she calls herself Nancy do. And she says, with God, I can do anything with God. All things are possible with God. And she's told me story after story after story of the ways that God has been there for her and helped her do things. And so she calls herself Nancy do. And she said, I had this when I was a little girl. Uh, she said, I was about three or four years old. And, and my, my dad was trying to teach me to tie my shoe. And, and I, and he was trying to help me. And I said, no, I can do it myself. And she so was a very self-empowered little girl. She said, from the time I was like three or four years old, I had this, I can do it myself attitude. And she said, I've been able to do so many things myself. And now that I'm older, now that I'm in my, my wise years, I realize that was not me. It was the power of God in me and that I realized I can do things myself because of him, because of who he is. She said, I didn't know that I didn't know that then, but I felt it then. I felt like I can do this. I've got what it takes. I have what I, what I need to do this. I've got this sense of empowerment, this internal power and spirit and attitude and energy, and I can do it myself. And, and so I loved loved. I do, but I, I, they need edits. I love reading books with my daughter that talk about that, prom that promote self-esteem, that promote encouragement and internal strength and inner wisdom and listening to intuition and using your imagination. But I've realized recently that reading these books to my daughter, these books need edits. And I was reading this one this morning with my daughter. I'll share it with you. Uh, and I, I, we talked about the necessary edits.
because I don't want her to grow up understanding or believing when she falls flat on her fucking face, because she will, because that is what happens to us in this world that is her fault or that she isn't herself strong enough, capable enough. And so many of us grow up thinking it's our fault. We don't have the strength that we try to talk ourselves into believing that we had and that it's it's all on us and that we feel like we, we alone are carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders and we don't have the strength, the power, the, the courage, the wisdom, the wherewithal to get back up again because we feel like we're doing it alone when we're taught that it is us that has that power and us alone. And so, so many of these books uh, that I purchased and I was so excited about reading with my daughter that speak this into her and into children at an early young age, I was like, God, there are some necessary edits here. They need something different. They need something more. But there was a, my friend who came by, brought by a book about a girl and it says the can do anything girl. And it's a phenomenal book. I really enjoyed it and really loved it. But I'm going to share with you some of the things because I, I, there were so many things I loved it, but there were the missing piece. And this podcast for me is the missing piece that I share with you. Uh, the little girl in the story, it says, is just like you and me, a typical average ordinary. She feeds her cat. She goes to school. She watches movies. Um, I'm not going to read all of it, but it's really cute. It rhymes. It says, but you'll never guess what happened that day as she skipped to her fort in her usual way. Just beyond her backyard is a path lined with trees, and there's a field of grass and glows the fireflies in the breeze. But on that summer day, there were no lights that could be bound, meaning the fireflies were not out. So she walked through the field and she sat on the ground. She was disappointed by what she expected to find. I hope you're hearing these words, disappointment, expectation. She noticed instead the thoughts in her mind. How often is that, that we find that we notice the thoughts in our mind and we're disappointed and we expect them. I think a lot of us, when we start this healing journey, spiritual path, we expect everything to be positive, rainbows, colorful butterflies, and they're not. So she lay there in the quiet and she closed her eyes and she imagined these lights floating down from the sky. And she smiled as she lifted up her hands in the air as though the fireflies were actually there. That's when she felt a flutter on her nose as she opened one eye and the other still closed. And there sat a firefly still as can be. And she wondered out loud, did you come from me? And this is where I paused and I asked my daughter, what do you think? Where do you think that came from? And immediately and automatically, I loved her response. It didn't come from her. It came from God. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. We have, God has placed the gift of our imagination and the power of our thoughts inside of us. It's, it's a gift. He has gifted us in so many ways and the ability to use our brains, imagine things that we want and to actually believe that we're experiencing them is one of his gifts. But I love that my daughter understands this, and this is a concept, and this is why I began this podcast, because I wish so many other people understood this. She asks and wonders out loud, did you come from me? And there's a part in the story that I'm going to share later uh, where it, it kind of comes back around, maybe, but the book doesn't mention it. As it flew away, she sat up surprised. What else could she do when she closed her eyes? And so I said, honey, understand you can do so many empowering, incredible, wonderful things, but you don't do them alone. 
you don't do them with you. It's not your power and yours alone. You have it, but it's God's. It's God's and give glory and honor to him. It is him with you. It's God with you. It's Emmanuel. It's his power with you and in you that allows you to experience these things and do these things. So understand that. And and that's what I wish more people understood. She said, with the sun going down, she could do it once more to imagine herself like she hadn't before. And she saw herself with such magical powers. And here's the thing. We see ourselves with magical powers and we think it's us. And, and there's an, a path of almost this spiritual path of self-righteousness that it's us and we have the power and we do, but it is not ours. It's his. It's not our power alone because those days, and we all have them and we all will can will and continue to, where we feel powerless, where we feel defeated, where we feel helpless, hopeless, those are the days where the enemy comes in roaring, just with doubt, with fear, where we feel defeated, where we feel like we can't go on anymore. And then if it was our power and our power alone, and all the enemy has to do is place a seed of fear and doubt in our mind. Was it really yours? Do you really have what it takes? You really think you're that strong? Okay. If you were so strong back then, do it again. And we, it's almost like, like a Marvel movie or superhero movie. And like their power, their sword is weak and they try again. And it's like, instead of, it's like weak. It's like a little zap instead of huge thunderous lightning storm. And here's the interesting part. The next part, it says she swam through the ocean with sharks at her side to tell a scared turtle there's no reason to hide. And so we stopped and we had a conversation about that. Why would the turtle be hiding? And how so many times in our fear and our, our shame and in, in our sin, we hide from God. It's like a turtle that hides in its shell. We swim to the bottom of the ocean where the darkest, darkest place is. And we try to get away from him. We try to run. We try to swim away. We try to get away. We try to hide from him. And I said, I really like that part because she's going to him because God comes to us. He finds us where we're hiding or where we're trying to hide, where we're trying to run away from. And he finds us and he tells us there's no reason to hide. And so I love this part of the story where she she goes, she swims through the ocean to tell the scared turtle with sharks at her side. You can see the sharks kind of like the enemies that, that are going to eat you up, tear you up and rip you out, spit you out. Uh, there's no reason to hide. There is no reason to hide from God. He knows what you've done. He knows that you've like made mistakes of thinking, oh, I can do this all myself. I don't need you. I'm independent. <laughs> Get away from me. I got this. And then it, this is the part I really loved. She could fly like a unicorn, fly like a unicorn through rainbow-hued skies and write words in the clouds that correct any lies. That is exactly what God does when He comes into our heart and in our lives. And every time I see the sunset, the sunrise, and the gorgeousness of it, and the rainbows in it, my favorite reason for going up north is because the sunsets are absolutely breathtaking. We say that they're cotton candy skies. They're so gorgeous. They're filled with so many colors. They're so beautiful. And so in the image on this page, the girl has wings. And I talked about that in another episode, the tattoo of wings. And God does send angels. I believe. Have you heard that song? I believe there are angels among us sent down to us from somewhere up above. They come to you and me in our darkest hour. 
I love that song. And so in the book, the little girl with a stick, she is writing in the purple clouds, you are loved. And that's exactly what God, God does. He comes into our lives and into our hearts to lives to correct any lies that we've believed. And so she says, next page, she's lying down and there's there's fish and unicorn <laughs> in, in the clouds. And she says, feeling proud and courageous, she noticed again a flutter here and there landing on her skin. She looked around and gasped with delight as a field of fireflies and their flickering lights. She made her way home, twirling through the tall grass. I have actual powers, she said with a laugh. And so again, I stopped reading for a moment. And I said, yes, sweetie, you do. But those are not yours and yours alone. Those are the powers that God has placed inside of you. Those are the gifts that he has placed inside of you because he loves you, because you're special, because you are his, because you are unique. And when you're experiencing those moments of expression of your power in life, give credit to him, give credit where credit is due. And so of course she was like, what does that mean? What does give credit and give him the glory, give him the honor, give him the praise for your power because it's not yours and yours alone because you're going to have moments where you feel powerless and helpless. And if it's yours and yours alone, you're going to feel defeated and deflated if you don't understand that your power comes from him, not only is it within, it's not just yours where, where on those days where you feel like you don't have it, you feel like you can't go on. And so I said, understand that when she's saying, I have actual power, she's saying, I believe in the power of God and that he has put power inside of me. But be careful and be wary to not just take, be the one that takes credit for your power, but you do have actual power. You do have gifts. You do have talents and abilities and you can do anything. And so it says, yes, she's a girl just like you and me. She's not typical, average and ordinary. I can do anything, girl. She yelled under the trees. And I love this part. And we had a conversation about this, but her real superpower is that she believes. And I paused and my daughter was catching on by this point. And my daughter ends the sentence. She adds the edit, the necessary edit in this book, the deep understanding. And my daughter said, she believes in God. And I said, amen, girl. <laughs> and this book didn't, it's, it's not a, a book about God. It's just a book about a, the girl and her powers. And I thought that is the real superpower is when you believe not just in yourself, that is important. It's so important. But more important is that you believe in God. God is your savior. God is your source of power. God is your superpower. Believing in him is your superpower. And so we liked that part. But her real superpower is that she believes in God. And I love that my daughter added that. She said, you see, believe in yourself. Here's the next page. You see, believe in yourself is what sparks the fire that being the you, your heart will admire. And so we talked about this. Believe in yourself. Yes. But more than believing in yourself, believe in the one that created you. And not just in yourself because you alone are going to go through battles, spiritual battles. You're going to go through ups and downs. You're going to find yourself on mountaintops and valleys low. And if you find yourself there believing you got there on your own, you are more open to feeling defeat, coming, this coming crashing down because that little spark 
that fire in your heart that you will admire will feel some days like it got blown out. There's a child's song, like a nursery rhyme song in, in the church. It's like, not going to let you blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Not going to let you blow it out or something like that. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And when you only believe in yourself and you don't believe in God, it's going to feel like your little spark and fire got blown out. And so I love this. It goes on to say, and do what you want. And you know, the best part of all inside of you, it's inside of you, no matter how small. I do believe that. I believe that God and his love is inside of all of us, no matter how small. And it only feels small when you're running away from him, when you're running from sin, when you're running from shame and you don't stop where you are and repent. And my daughter was like, what's repent? I said, it means to stop and turn around. All you have to do to repent. And we did this little demonstration of like with my fingers walking away. I'm like, here's Jesus, Jesus is my thumb. And then my, my pointer finger, my middle finger were walking away. Do, 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 do. Like you stop, you say, I repent. Repent, all it means is to turn around. You turn around, you're walking away from God. Do, 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 do. You stop, you repent, and you turn around. And then you start walking back towards God. And he's walking towards you. What's moving towards, what you're moving towards is moving towards you. If you're moving towards the doubt, the defeat, the self-righteousness, it's moving towards you. That's the enemy. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. But when you stop and repent, it just means you turn around. You're moving towards God. God's already been moving towards you. He's following you. He's never stopped chasing you. He leaves the 99 to go find the one. There's a book about that or a story about that in the Bible as well. The It's in it's such a great one. Uh, you see in your mind where your heart's guiding you. There's no one you can't be and there's nothing you can't do. And I'm like, honey, what's the necessary edit? And she said, with God. I'm like, thank you. Yes. You see in your mind and your heart where your heart's guiding you. There's no one you can't be and there's nothing you can't do with God. Okay. There are some things you can't do. Like my daughter's not going to grow up and be an NFL football player. So I'm like, let's have some reality talk. There are going to be some things you can't do. It's okay. You're not going to be able to do everything that you set your heart and your mind to. If you grow up and you want to set your heart and soul and mind to being a defensive back in the NFL, sweetheart, I love you. But that's not what God designed for you to do. And you're not going to be able to do that. Like, and so we talked about probability and, and it's possibility and probability. Okay. Well, possibly, I guess, yes. The probability of that happening, very, very small, very unlikely. And we have big conversations and I think it's important to read books like this and have big conversations about it and the importance of not doing it alone. And so we do that. And I love these books, but I, they there are necessary edits. And so I, I edit those when I talk to my daughter. We read the whole thing and then we add in the necessary edits. And I think that that's hopefully what this is providing for you. So back to you, because we've only got a few more minutes left at this episode. My neighbor, Nancy, she called herself Nancy Do. I have this card for her that is handwritten in my grand, what looks like my grandmother's handwriting. And she's telling my daughter, you can do anything. And my she's telling my daughter the same message that this book it shares and sends to my daughter, but it was beautiful because the real life person, and she told her face to face, Gabby, you can do anything you want to do. And she said, remember that when you think about me, Nancy do. 
And if I can do anything, you can do anything with God. And she said, but remember everything you do, you do with him. And so in this handwritten note, she says, it has been so much fun. Uh, so she drew us hand, hand drawn portraits of my daughter. There's, oh, I love them. This is the second one that she did for us. And they're so beautiful. Uh, she said, it was so fun to do your precious, your precious portrait again. It was so good to see you both and what Gabby do. And with Gabby, Gabby do, it was great to talk with you, Sarah, God bless and give you his peace. Love Nancy do. And this was the necessary edit. This was the missing piece. And I love this woman who I just met and we had the beautiful ability to connect and talk about God and what God does for us and how she calls herself Nancy do. And the little character in this book, the you can do anything girl. Uh, we talked about Nancy do and how Nancy says she can do anything with God and then read this card, God bless and give you his peace. And I believe in the power of the tongue and the power of word and, and all of the letters in the word peace were capitalized. And then two exclamation marks after that one for us, one from him. And then she said, love Nancy do. And I just love this because it was this beautiful gift of experiencing this and why I wanted to share it with you. So I love like so many of those children's books that talk about positivity and encouragement and worth and value and the things that you can do. But remember, you can do them because you're doing them with him. And I think that is the necessary edit in all of our lives. And when we edit that in, when we add it in and we remember that and we stay with that, then we are at peace with that. So what necessary edits do you need in your life? Where do you need to repent? And um, I, I told my daughter, let's say this to repent. Dear Jesus, I repent of my sins. <laughs> I'm sorry, please forgive me. And that's all you need to say. And he says, okay, and that's all he wants from us is that turnaround and the turn towards him. So let's do that today as we end this and say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I hear you knocking. The door is open. Come on in. I love you guys. I'll see you soon.